Key account management is a beautifully simple business basic. A business basic that isn't that easy. If it was, we'd all be doing it brilliantly, wouldn't we? Like most initiatives or working practices in business, there are a handful of common, dare I say it, typical reasons why a cam culture struggles to get off the ground in an organisation. And the ownership of key account activity ends up getting dished out to long-serving team members who are you know, well-versed in the customer's business, they're experienced in the product and the value proposition, and they're trustworthy enough that we feel comfortable letting them loose on our most important customers. So if these challenges, the blockers, the downright assassins of good cam practice are so common, then let's call them out and ask ourselves whether in our business the cam culture will thrive or whether it will limp along, struggling to develop into the strategy of customer growth and service excellence that it has potential to be. In today's episode of CamCast, I'm going to do just that. I'm going to be sharing with you the five big reasons why your CAM program will fail. Welcome to CamCast. I'm your host, David Ventura, a key account management consultant at camguru.com. In this podcast, we explore the strategies, systems, and skills you need for effective key account management. We talk to expert guests and business leaders, sharing the tips, tactics, and techniques for looking after your most important customers. This is Key Account Management Made Easy. Perhaps I should start by sharing with you my intent for this episode. I'm a big believer that shining a light on the vulnerabilities in a business serves wonderfully to give us an opportunity to mitigate the risks, develop new ways of working and better ways of thinking. The thoughts that I'm going to share with you today come from our experience in working with clients. Some of these clients have called for our support as a result of experiencing the loss of a customer and realising their vulnerabilities way too late. Others have started their respective campaigns to implement a CAM culture and the momentum has dwindled and progress has halted, caused by one or several of the reasons that I'll be sharing with you today. A few weeks ago, when I was speaking at a virtual conference, I was asked how big an organisation needs to be before a CAM programme is needed. The answer I gave was this. If you have customers today that if you lost them tomorrow, you'd be reeling in the pain, then now is the time to build a CAM program. I make no apologies for repeating the golden rule in business and the core of key account management, and that is to look after your most important customers before someone else does. All too often, the reason that we're asked to support our clients is because they're rebuilding off the back of losing a big and important account. They didn't see the signs. They didn't spot the vulnerabilities or mitigate the risks. And that's what this episode is all about. If you hear stuff today that you can relate to or feel uncomfortable about, then maybe start thinking about how you can convert that uncomfortable energy into positive action and change. So let's dive in with the first reason that your CAM program will fail. CAMcast, key account management made easy. Your key account criteria lacks focus and clarity. Do you know who your key accounts are and why they are key? This seems like such an obvious question, and yet it's surprisingly common to find that a business doesn't know who all the key accounts are and has no clear way of communicating the criteria across the business so that all teams are on the same page. 
especially when it comes to understanding what is needed for these important accounts. I find that this lack of clarity often comes down from a place of assumption. Assumption that the key accounts are simply the largest ones, the accounts that make up the lion's share of revenue or profit. And if it were that simple, surely everyone would know who they were. Of course, for most organisations, turnover and profit are an important defining characteristic of a key account. And yet it doesn't just end there. There are plenty of other reasons why a key account could be key. The thing about revenue and profit is that these are historical metrics. Where does the future come into play? Does the account have potential to grow one day, meaning it will become one of the top grossing accounts? Do you have reputational accounts or accounts with prestige value, the sort of door opener names that support you when you're trying to win new business? Perhaps you've got a lost account that needs to be won back or an account that's currently suffering in intensive care that needs an elevated level of support or service to get the relationship back on its feet. For me, the true definition of a key account is whatever is or whatever will be important to your business. So it's important to reach a focus and a clarity of the defining characteristics of a key account in your business. Without that, a CAM program runs the risk of becoming something we talk about rather than do. So let's ask ourselves some reflective questions. Do you have a definition of a key account within your business? Do all team members across departments and divisions know who they are and why they are key? Are you recognizing them differently on your systems like CRM? If a regular account met the criteria tomorrow, would they automatically be added to the program? When your new business salespeople go hunting for new customers, do they look for the key accounts of tomorrow with a clear selection criteria or will any old customer do? The customer's voice isn't being heard. When was the last time you proactively sought feedback from your key contacts? And did that feedback make its way back into the business, into your team discussions and shape the way that you engage with that customer going forward? We spend a lot of time making decisions that impact the customer, creating products and services that deliver an end value for the customer. And yet, all too often, we do this while sat around a boardroom table without a customer in sight. In other words, we speak on behalf of the customer without first seeking their input. Feedback is often limited to a survey, an NPS score or anecdotal conversation with an account manager. Now, these are all useful metrics and mechanisms and alone, they're not enough. In the world of CAM, the customer's perception becomes your reality. So what is the best way to proactively audit your key accounts to identify their feelings and their perceptions. When it comes to key accounts, we need to treat them with an elevated level of importance. An impersonal, automated survey simply isn't going to cut the mustard. We need to establish if the service that we're providing is meeting and exceeding the key account's expectations. For the customer's voice to really be heard and for us to stand a chance of converting feedback into positive action, we need to create a space where the stuff that needs to get said, gets said. I'm talking about a person-to-person -person key account audit. 
with a frequent cadence carried out at least once a year. It's a chance to say thank you for the business, we really appreciate it, and also to establish how these important customers and contacts feel about the service that they've received during the last 6 to 12 months. When it comes to tactical bridge building and engaging with more senior level decision makers and C-suite executives, a key account audit also provides you a great opportunity for CEOs and senior directors to re-establish contact with their opposite number and have an important strategic dialogue about the future. An audit meeting should be a game of two halves. The first half to look back with questions like how have we performed in the last six months? What unresolved issues are there? Overall, how many marks out of 10 would you give us today? And the second half to look forward into the future with questions like, how is your business changing and developing? What are your top three objectives for the next 12 months? Where would you be happy to see us have more of your business? To really know where we're heading in key account management, we need to understand where we're starting from. And to eliminate the blocker of not hearing the customer's voice, we need to give them a chance to speak. If you like the idea of a key account audit, then head over to the show notes at camguru.com forward slash podcast and download a PDF resource now. Your cam strategy is being shot down by friendly fire. We believe that key account management is a team sport. It's not a job for lone heroes who go where nobody has gone before in pursuit of commercial glory. Key account management is in many ways part of everyone's job within the organisation. Looking at it simply, maybe there are only two groups of people within a business. There is the group of people who are servicing the customer and then there is another group of people who are providing an internal service to the group of people who are servicing the customer. So if we run with the notion that the quality of service that we deliver the customer is directly influenced by the quality of service that you deliver each other, we can see just how important teamwork is. There are plenty of incredible books and resources on building high-performing teams. And if you're after a recommendation, my personal favourite is The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. Not only is it an enjoyable read written as a fictional story, but it's packed with totally relatable reasons why teamwork falls down and projects and initiatives end up being killed off by our comrades who are supposed to be supporting us on the battlefield. Ask yourself this, do you have a team-wide cross-department commitment and collaboration on key account activity? If you needed the help of your colleagues, how much can you count on their support? Is there a cultural divide between the sales division and the rest of the business? Now, if this thinking is raising alarm bells for you, you might like to start thinking about ways to foster higher levels of team engagement across the business. Many of our clients set aside CAM team days where members of the business from across departments get the opportunity to add their ideas and their input to the CAM plans and bring their knowledge to the table for sharing with their peers. It's a great opportunity to really build bridges between departments and individuals. It's really important that the organisation owns the account rather than the individual account manager. So getting different team members involved will mitigate the vulnerability of that single point of contact for the business. 
I always find that if you get people to help plan the battle, they won't battle the plan. Camcast. Key account management made easy. Your key account managers don't have time. The trouble with time management is that it's not possible. There, I said it. Nobody manages time. That's a myth. Time moves by at the same pace for everyone. No amount of intent will slow it down or speed it up. What we do manage is our own priorities. So next time you hear time being banded around as an excuse for lack of progress on key account activity, take a long look at the prioritization and the level of importance being put on different tasks. Perhaps the team member's definition of important is different to yours. Perhaps we're low on resource and expectations either need to be realigned or additional headcount is needed. Perhaps time is just an easy excuse designed to shut down the conversation. And in reality, there are a whole bunch of reasons behind that smokescreen that are blocking success. I guess the point I'm trying to make here is that it's never actually time. It's either prioritization or resource. I'd really encourage you to have good quality coaching conversations where we get the chance to challenge the blockers, test the validity and plan the way forward. Are you letting time be a reason why your CAM program fails? You've prescribed the plan, but the team haven't subscribed to the action. Like most business initiatives, a CAM program starts at the top or it simply won't start. The danger with board level sponsorship is that it takes the shape of an authoritative prescription. The sort of messaging that suggests we've discussed this in the board meeting and we think it's best for everyone. And it gets communicated down the chain of command like some sort of memo to all staff detailing the new policy for key customers. In my experience, prescriptions rarely work, and instead we need people to subscribe to the changes and the movement. To do this, we must first demonstrate our buy-in and commitment at leadership level. If it sounds like something you want people to do, but don't want to get involved in yourself, it's likely to fall flat. I remember once asking a chief executive to join a workshop to set the scene and position the objective, He stood up in front of the group and said, so we've asked David to join us today and look at how we are working with our key customers. That was a good start, I thought. Then he went on. As many of you will know, we've got a handful of large accounts that keep this business alive, providing 78% of our total turnover. I thought that's a nice statistic. Good. We're really driving home the importance here. He went on. Essentially, if you lot screw up these relationships, I've got no chance of retiring when I want and you'll most likely be out of a job. So I'll leave you with David. I can't stick around as I've got more important things to do. (sighs) At this point, he turned to me for reassurance that he'd said the right sort of thing. And I really genuinely wished I could have made an urgent exit and cashed in my chips. Now, I know he was probably just trying to be funny and make light of the situation, but in those few short moments, he single-handedly signed the death sentence for his own CAM program in his business. It was a prescription rather than a subscription. 
took a lot of hard work and effort on our part with the support of his middle management team to obtain a stay of execution and turn the tide of the program. I'm pleased to say that progress was actually made and the team eventually subscribed to the mission, but it would have been an awful lot easier if the sponsorship of the initiative lived the values of the program rather than just laminating them and sticking them on the notice board. So perhaps it's a good time to think about your CAM program. What stage are you at with it? Do you have a CAM program already in place within the business? How is it working? Is it a living, breathing CAM culture that puts the customer's voice at the heart of what you do? Do you foster organizational-wide teamwork and collaboration? Do you provide inspirational sponsorship to the movement? Perhaps you are new to building your CAM program and you're using this thinking to flag up the early warning signs for potential failures. Of course, this list is not exhaustive and there are plenty of other reasons why a program might fail. What reasons have you experienced or seen elsewhere? How did you overcome these barriers? If you've got a story to share, please do get in touch. As always here on Camcast, whenever you're listening to this, please don't forget to hit the pause button on your day and think about what you can do to take the ideas from the show and bring them to life in your business. If you head over to the show notes at camguru.com forward slash podcast, you'll also find a link to a really quick strength test where you can drag your cam program under the microscope and find out how you're performing against some of the best practices that we've talked about today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Camcast, a podcast brought to you by camguru.com, one of the UK's leading key account management consulting and training organizations. If you like this episode, we'd really appreciate you sharing it with your connections, giving us a review on your chosen podcast app, and letting us know what else you'd like to hear in an upcoming episode. You can find the show notes for this episode on the website at camguru.com forward slash podcast.